Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Welcome to the podcast. And today I'd like to talk you through one of my property deals to show you the real power and the huge benefit of tax planning. So I bought a building. I say we, there were three of us. It was a joint venture partnership. We bought a building, which was a former working men's club uh, in Peterborough. Uh, and it's a pretty large building with a big car park around about say 12 to 14 car parking spaces and it's got a bungalow on the corner uh, and we bought it as a partnership and we paid 500,000 pounds to buy the property. So I'll just talk you through the costs uh, and then I'll talk you through how we use tax planning to make it a really profitable deal and hopefully by listening to some of the tax planning opportunities it's going to get your brain ticking in terms of how you could use uh, these particular tax breaks to make property deals work for you uh, and also to make them even more profitable. So £500,000 as the purchase price, bought as a partnership. The, then we had to obtain planning permission because we couldn't use prior approval on this particular building. So the planning, the legals, the stamp duty land tax, all of those costs amounted to uh, just over... £64,000, so let's call it £65,000 for the purpose of this particular illustration. Uh, the refurb is going to cost us £400,000. We'll pay VAT on top of that, but I'll come back to that uh, very shortly. So £400,000 for the refurb, uh, and we bought the property uh, by using our own cash, so there's no uh, loan uh, on, on the purchase, but we are going to use uh, bridging finance for the development and that's costing us just over 50,000 pounds, 52 and a half thousand pounds to be precise. So all of those costs added together uh, amount to just over a million pounds, uh, 1,017,500 pounds to be precise. The GDV is uh, going to amount to just over 1.3 million, 1.32 million to be precise. So we obtained planning permission and we got planning for 12 units. So six one-bedroom flats and six two-bedroom flats. And the total GDV uh, on those 12 flats is 1.32 million. And as you'll recall, it cost us just over a million pounds to buy and then refurb, including the interest and all the other costs. So the profit uh, on this particular deal is just over 300,000, 302,500 pounds to be precise which isn't too bad. So if you look at most commercial conversions, uh, a margin of you know, 30% is pretty good going. I mean, I would uh, do deals all day long at a 30% margin. Uh, some of my clients are usually aim for 20% or more. And generally speaking, when I speak to people who are doing commercial conversions, if they get 20% or more, they are pretty uh, satisfied that they've got a good deal. If, if they get 25% or 30% or more, then they are pretty happy. So 30% margin is pretty good going as things stand. 
But here's the real magic. So the first thing I want you to bear in mind, especially if you haven't done a commercial conversion and you're looking to do a commercial conversion or you're buying commercial property, is if you buy a commercial property uh, which has an option to tax, uh, and what that basically means is that the person uh, who's selling the property to you yeah, has to charge you VAT uh, on the sale proceeds. And the reason why they do that is they or somebody before them uh, usually carried out, say, major uh, refurbishment uh, to an old building uh, and they wanted to claim back the VAT on the refurb costs. Uh, and HMRC said, you can have the VAT back, but there's two things you should do, or you have to do. In fact, the first one is you have to charge VAT on the rent to your tenant. And the second one is when you sell the property, you have to charge VAT on the disposal. Uh, so if that happens uh, and you're buying a commercial property, uh, then what you could do is if you're buying the property with a sitting tenant, then you can use what the transfer of going concern rules. And in simple terms, what that means is you won't have to pay VAT on the purchase. You'll still have to register for VAT. So going forward, you'll charge your tenant or that tenant VAT and any future tenants. And when you sell the property, you'll charge VAT on the disposal. So do a transfer going concern. That means you don't pay VAT. And I'll come back to the benefits in uh, a few seconds. The second thing you can do uh, if you're looking to convert this is uh, from commercial to residential, you complete a VAT 1614D and give that to the vendor. And that basically says that you are converting the, the, the property from commercial to residential uh, and therefore your intention is to convert and you don't pay VAT uh, on the purchase price. And of course, you don't have to register for VAT uh, at all in the in the second case in the first case for transfer going concern you do have to register for VAT on the second one but 16414D you don't have to and the some of the benefits are as follows first thing is if you obviously if you have to pay VAT looking at my example of 500,000 pounds which is the purchase price if I've got to pay VAT we'd have had to raise another 100,000 pounds so we could have injected that into the deal ourselves or more often than not uh, most people go to a bank or a third-party lender. If you go to a bank or a third-party lender and raise the, the VAT element, you then have to pay arrangement fees uh, to that lender, especially if it's a bank. You've got to pay interest, uh, and usually banks will give you the money for four months, but, but it can be extended. Uh, you'll have to pay stamp duty land tax on the VAT uh, amount as well. So in, in our example, of we paid SDLT on uh, £500,000, had we had to pay VAT, we'd have had to pay stamp duty land tax on £600,000, so including the VAT element. So you pay VAT, then you pay SDLT on the VAT. Uh, and then finally, you then have to go to HMRC and claim back the VAT that you've paid. If you can claim it back, for example, uh, then, then obviously uh, you submit your VAT return and enter into a negotiation with HMRC because they will review the transaction and make sure everything's done properly and make sure that you do qualify to get the reclaim back. Uh, and that's gonna cost you in terms of time uh, and also fees from your accountant or your tax advisor. Uh, and you might have to prolong the whole, whole thing. So you might have to pay further interest to your bank. So it's gonna save you all of those costs, which can be quite substantial. So bear that in mind. The second thing and the key thing, which most people miss out, and I don't want you to ever miss out on this, is capital allowances. So when you're buying a uh, commercial building, make sure you speak to a tax advisor or somebody who specializes in working on capital allowances. 
because lots of people miss out on a capital allowance claim. So our particular claim uh, amounted to 126 or just over 126,000 pounds. And I'll just run you through some of the items that were actually in the building. Uh, so we had fire alarms, fire fitting uh, uh, equipment, uh, which was worth just over 8,700 pounds, uh, which is quite a bit. Uh, the heating uh, system uh, across the building uh, was worth just over 32,000 pounds. The air conditioning system was worth just over 13,500 pounds. And there, there are quite a few other items here. In total, they amounted to 126,000 pounds. So please make sure you claim capital allowances. Please make sure you speak to a capital allowance specialist or a tax advisor like myself before you actually start the conveyancing because when your solicitor uh, goes to the uh, CPSC checks, it's better, a lot better, if at that point we answer the questions correctly in terms of the capital allowances. Uh, so, so best to get a specialist involved as soon as you can. So back to my example of our deal. So uh, just over £126,000 worth of capital allowances. We also had to uh, clear asbestos in the building. Uh, and if that happens, or if you've got other forms of contamination like Japanese knotweed, uh, or if you're buying, let's say, a, a petrol station, there's, some, there's contamination there, you can claim something called land remediation relief, uh, which gives you up to 150% or gives you 150% of the, of the costs back in terms of tax relief. Uh, and then if you make a loss, you can also get a tax credit. Uh, so we paid to have the asbestos cleared out, and there was a lot of asbestos in that building. Uh, and we were able to claim just over 14,000 pounds in land remediation relief, 14,250 to be precise. Uh, so that was good. Because we were applying for planning, as you'll recall, uh, the building was empty and we had to pay business rates. Uh, and I like to work with charities who work with homeless people uh, because trying to and uh, attempting to fix or improve homelessness uh, is quite important to me and very close to my heart. In fact, I'm a city councillor in Peterborough uh, and housing is the main issue that I focus on alongside, of course, finance. But I'm, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about uh, trying to uh, fix uh, homelessness. Uh, I think in a, living in a developed country as we do here in the UK, no one should be homeless. Uh, at all. I know some people choose to be, but we're not going to go into that particular debate today. Uh, but everybody should uh, have a roof over their heads. So we gave this uh, property uh, to uh, a charity who were working with homeless people. So uh, that uh, made us feel good and we were making a contribution. But what it also meant was that uh, the charity uh, gets relief or 80% relief for the business rates. What they also did was they applied for discretionary relief, which is the additional 20%. So the charity got 100% business rates relief. So they get they get the building rent-free, so we've gifted them use, uh, and we didn't have to pay the business rates. That saved us £10,600. Now, you'll recall at the start, we bought the partnership, uh, sorry, the property as a partnership because there were three of us. What we did after having obtained planning permission uh, was that uh, there was an uplift in the value of the property. In our example, we said there's the uplift is an additional £150,000 
for having obtained planning for 12 units, six one bedroom and six two bedroom. Uh, so an extra 150,000 pounds uplift in the value. We then incorporated that particular business. And what that meant was at some point in the future, if we sell the, uh, the properties, the original purchase price was 500,000 uh, pounds. But with, with incorporating it, uh, we had an uplift in the base cost. So the new cost now isn't 500,000 pounds, it's 650,000 pounds, including the 150,000 pounds additional uplift. Uh, so that 150,000 pounds, we're gonna save corporation tax on that at some point in the future uh, at 19%. Uh, that gives us a 28,500 pound tax saving. The actual tax saving on the capital allowances claim of just over 126,000 pounds means we're going to save just over, so in fact, just under 24,000 pounds uh, in tax is 23,964 pounds to be precise. Because we didn't have to pay the VAT on the purchase price, we saved on the stamp duty land tax, the interest, the fees, the arrangement fees and all of that, that saved us an extra seven and a half thousand pounds. Something else which, which we did uh, was that the previous owner or the vendor, because it was an ex-working men's club, they had I think three of those large snooker tables, they had fruit machines, they had a lot of equipment in there, which they obviously weren't happy to leave there for free and they weren't happy or willing to throw it away. So they wanted some storage space and they were struggling to find storage space, especially for the three snooker tables. Uh, and the rent on our building at the time was three and a half thousand pounds per month. Uh, and they weren't able to pay that. So they came to a, an agreement where they said they'll pay two and a half thousand pounds a month for three months uh, to keep all of their equip equipment in there. Of course, we were happy with that because A, it gives us more cash flow, but B, we were uh, applying for planning anyhow. Uh, so there was no urgent need for us to take their stuff out and the charity who was uh, using the property for uh, their homelessness projects didn't need all the space in one go anyhow so that worked pretty well but although they had access to the entire building this, this is the charity i'm talking about the final thing is that when you redevelop a property from a commercial to a residential property you obviously have to pay VAT on the redevelopment work uh, and you pay 5% VAT. And the reason why you pay 5% VAT is because you're increasing the number of units. So if you increase the number of units, reduce the number of units, or if you've got a residential property, for example, which you've been empty for two years or longer, then you pay 5% VAT on the refurb work. Now, you pay 5% if the, the, you contract the work out and the contractor uh, provides all the labor, for example, or provides some of the labor and the materials, then they will charge you 5% VAT on that share of the work. If, however, you only subcontract out the labor and you want to buy the parts and the materials yourself, then you pay 20% VAT on the materials. So it might work out better for you to subcontract the whole thing uh, because you're only ever paying 5% VAT. And then there's a way you can claim back the 5% back if structured properly. And because we structured it properly, we were able to claim back the 5%. So in total, all of these tax savings that I've just covered with you amount to £112,314. Now that as a percentage of the initial profit, which is, if you recall, £302,500. So the 112 into 302000 
give us an, an uplift of 37.12% on the initial, initial profit. That is huge, so just over a third uh, of additional profit, which is big. Now, coming back to where we started, so because we bought the property as a partnership, we'd pay personal tax uh, if we obviously sell all the properties. And let's just assume we're all higher rate taxpayers, although the additional £302,000, which was the uh, initial profit, uh, would, take us, would make us all additional rate taxpayers. Uh, quite easily would make anybody an additional rate taxpayer, depending on, on their income. But let's just assume, for this example, that we, we, we remain uh, higher rate taxpayers, just to keep the example simple. So we'd pay 40% personal tax. So on 302,000, we'd pay 121,000 uh, pounds in personal tax, which means we'd be left with 181,000 pounds to either reinvest in another deal or we can do whatever we like with that money because we're a partnership. Once we pay the tax, we can use the money as we please. Now, of course, being property investors and property developers, uh, our intention is to recycle the cash into the next deal. But because we'd moved uh, the business into a limited company, on the £302,000 now, we're only going to pay 19% corporation tax, uh, which means we'll pay just over £57,000 in corporation tax, which therefore means we'll be left with around £245,000 to recycle into the next year. So had we left it as a partnership, We'd have, a, had a, we'd have had £181,000 okay, left over, but in the limited company, we've got £245,000 left over. So we've increased the amount of cash we've got in our bank account. Now, one of the key differences, of course, which I've already highlighted, is in the partnership, we can do what we like with the money. The limited company, if we take that money out, we then have to pay income tax. But of course, we've got no intention of taking the money out because we're going to recycle that into the next deal. So the tax saving from all land remediation relief and the SDLT, uh, sorry, the VAT uh, on the, uh, the the SDLT uh, on the VAT element, uh, the in incorporation capital allowances uh, and the 5% VAT uh, that we were able to claim back uh, came to uh, uh, just over 112,000 plus the saving of around 60,000 pounds in paying corporation tax as opposed to paying personal tax, means we got an extra £175,000 in our bank account. Uh, so if you recall, the initial profit was £302,000. We got an additional £175,000, which is huge, massive. This is a game changer. So I hope this illustrates to you how a particular deal can or tax can change the whole profit margin of a deal. And the big beauty about this is this, as I see it. We paid 500,000 pounds for the building. If we're able to establish some of the tax savings or most of the tax savings we're going to make, we could have easily afforded to pay 550 grand for this particular project. We could have even been okay to pay 600,000 pounds if we, if we wanted to for this particular project or uh, property. Of course, obviously, as property investors, we want to get the best deal possible. But the point I'm making is, because we can identify some or most of the tax savings up front, that means we can afford to pay more for the deal because we know we're going to get more value in the back end. And if we, if we have the ability to, to pay more for a deal, 
that means we'll be able to get more deals done or at least we'll be able to buy the ones that we really want to buy and so that gives you more deal leverage better cash flow and you can do more deals and of course the more deals you do the more uh, times you're turning over your money so the more cash flow and the more profits you're making so I hope you found that useful and I hope you're going to go away and think about how you can implement some of these things uh, and uh, go into commercial conversion if you're not going into them already or if you're not doing them already if you are doing them think about how you can use tax and of course feel free to follow me on social media if you're on Facebook please join our Entrust Property Tax Experts Facebook group I'm on uh, Instagram you can follow our YouTube channel and subscribe to it I'm also on LinkedIn feel free to make contact if you have any questions on stamp duty land tax inheritance tax capital allowances or anything else to do with property I'd be only too delighted to help you as and when I can bye for now thanks for listening to wealth made simple you can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money. <laughs>